episode 10. This is a big one, boys. I feel like every episode we say it's a big one, but this one really is. We're actually in the double digits. I feel like a kid who is about eight or nine years old that is ready for the double digits. You know, it's a big, you know, big accomplishment to hit those. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's kind of like that, but uh, just a little bigger. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and talk the Pro Bowl, um, whatever it kind of was. We we all kind of liked it. It was kind of entertaining. It also was kind of a joke. Uh, so we're going to get the rapid reactions from the crew um, about the Pro Bowl. Should Danny, I'm going to start with you. Should we, you know, what should they do to change it? Should they just, you know, scrap it entirely or even go to seven on seven flag football? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was kind of boring. Obviously, I didn't watch all of it. I, I tried to follow along on Twitter when some of the Bears were in. Um, good to see Kyle Fuller get an interception. That's good. Uh, he, you know, he 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 continued to ball out. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do. The last thing you want is someone to get hurt out there. It's rainy. It's cold. They don't look comfortable. I mean, like the biggest victory of the Pro Bowl was that everyone walked away without getting injured. So, good thing there. Um, it's just. It's just boring. Like, and I get it. It has to be boring, but like, I'd rather watch like skills competitions. Like I'd rather right. just watch like a full day of, uh, of just different skills. Even if it's like, just like hail Marys, like just have a hail Mary, uh, 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 you know, segment, but you know, it was good to see the bears out there. There's a ton of them. I think eight bears in total. Fuller got an interception. It's good to see Mitch get some reps. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's boring. I don't know. They can't get rid of it. You have to have some kind of all-star game for these leagues. Uh, what they do with it though, like, you know, maybe they, maybe they do more skills. Maybe they play, you know, less, less, you know, maybe they play one half of football. I don't know, but they have to keep it. They just got to figure something out because it it is, it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing to have, you know, eight all-stars, eight, eight pro bowlers in in a game like that. And I just wish it would be, uh, more entertaining, but that's kind of my take. Yeah. Austin, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me a solution to the Pro Bowl. What's gonna solve this? Uh, so yeah, I'm. Uh, I think the Pro Bowl is awful, and I did the awful, awful thing of betting the over in the Pro Bowl, and I don't know why I even bet on it. I've got some great props. Hey, I'm about to win my second parlay, go up two hundred dollars this week already. But we'll get into that later. Um, I think we should do a seven on seven flag football tournament. I think we should do it by divisions. I think we should do top seven players in each division. Uh, you make it a flag football tournament. I think these guys would have a lot of fun. It'd be way more entertaining to watch, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, you, wow. These guys are out there. I mean, literally, you hold you hold a guy and it's down. So there's no point in even putting pads on. Make them do 50-yard flag football and let them have some fun. Let let like the wide receivers play. Let the offensive linemen play qu- quarterback. Let the let the quarterback go play wide receiver. You know, just just have some fun with it. I mean, I just the game itself is it's it's done. You know, back when the days when Sean Taylor was decking, you know, deck that punter, you can't do that anymore. So it's not fun. Uh, you got to do something else. Mitch got hit. Didn't Mitch get hit? He got hit. Is, Jamal Adams, like. Okay. Like, yeah. And Jamal hey. Adams is, is pissing me off a little bit. You know, that one try hard that goes way too hard in practice or something like that. Yep. What was his problem? Was like, first of all, he hit Mitch. That pissed me off. And two, he's over here getting sacks, jumping, you know, blitzing every five seconds, which I don't even think you can blitz. You know, uh, no, you're not allowed to line up on the line if you're not a D line. And that's why this game's such a joke. It just, it's got to go. It's t- absolutely. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I like seeing the collection of players, the all stars being there, the personalities, seeing Mitch, of course. That's the cool thing. I think the skills competition was my favorite part. Um, I really want to see the fa- the flag football 
um, kind of enforced, that'd be so much, that would be so interesting. Cause then you would see the athletics, you know, or the athletes, you'd see a lot more competitiveness, which is what we want to see when we're watching this, you know? Um, but anyways, I think that's about it for the pro bowl. Um, unless we want to talk about Mitch's interception that everyone freaked out about. I mean, you know, I, I, it, it is because people were reacting on Twitter. Like it was the Super Bowl. It was like, oh my God, Trubisky sucks. Look at this. He throws an interception. Didn't, I mean, Mahomes threw one. I think, yeah. uh, it, Sean it's, Watson. it's just like, who cares? Like they're clearly having fun. They were all probably drunk when they were playing. Like, you know, this is, wasn't a clear, they were, the, the refs were blowing plays dead before even, you know, someone got wrapped up. So it clearly wasn't a real game. They were just joking around, having fun. Did Mitch throw a bad ball? Yeah. Does it matter? Absolutely not. Yeah, I'll point out that that's his first interception in five games as well. Um, <laughs> that's the other thing I'm going to point out. Uh, and Deshaun Watson threw an interception to a wide receiver. So I don't, like, I just don't understand the talk well, I want to talk about, guys, what is super important is Mahomes had an interception that was dropped as well. I know we like to talk about that with Teddy Mitch. Jackson, had, too. Teddy Jackson had, dropped it. Yeah, they had one drop. You know, Mitch, oh, Mitch had about two or three balls that were dropped for interceptions. Well, Patty Mahomes put it on the record. He had one as well, and it was awful. Should have been picked, taken to the house. Anyways, my thoughts on Pat, we'll get on that later if we even want to. Um, now, I think I think we're going to talk about Nagy hires his former Chiefs linebacker coach. I think it's Matt Lador. Um, Austin, double-check me on that. Yeah, I'm looking now, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, he's, uh, he's, he's coached. He was a linebacker assistant for three years and then three or four years and he's coaching. Um, <clears throat> and then he coached while Matt Nagy was the QB coach and the offensive coordinator. And then he went up to linebackers coach. So, um, you know, we're really excited about that. Uh, he's going to help these guys. He's got a much better group to work with. Um, so Any fun I, facts on him. I, I'm looking up right foot? now. Uh, I got well. I mean, I think he's a Chicago guy because I looked on his Twitter and he was retweeting Redline Radio stuff like all the time. So he likes Barstool. He's a Chicago guy, I think. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm double checking his name right now, so I'm looking it up. Uh, Stats department is buzzing in. His name yeah, is DeLeoni. Matt DeLeoni. He's a he's like a big. He's kind of like a short short stocky guy with a big beard. Looks good. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just more chemistry for this team. He's going to love being here. Um, I'm, you know, I'm excited to watch Chuck's defense with all these guys come into play. So I'm still waiting for Ed Reed to be hired as the assistant, uh, backs coach, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you'll be waiting a while. I, the one thing I'll say about this hire is, is just like, it's good to have more cohesiveness. It's good to have more people that, that, that Nagy is familiar with that has a, that, you know, that have his back that, that he trusts. So you know, I, I think anyone stepping in to coach this defense is probably lucky because they are, you know, they're 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 young, they're they're certainly hungry. I think if you saw a lot of the quotes from the guys, uh, just the last couple of days, even at the Pro Bowl, saying like we're we're coming back next year, we're ready to go. Uh, Akeem Hicks is commenting on Adrian Amos's, uh, you know, Twitter, you know, tweets about like you got to sign and come back, man. We got to do it again. So I, I think like this is just a good thing, just more cohesiveness, more chemistry. To your point, Austin. And uh, I don't know much about him as a coach, but, you know, if, if Nagy likes him, he's, you know, he's going to be good enough for me. Yeah. yeah. Nagy, I think um, speaking of the defense, he was hired for the defense, right, Austin? Yeah. Inside linebacker okay. coach. Inside linebacker. Speaking of linebackers, the most underrated uh, linebacker in the league, Danny Trevathan, who was a Pro Bowl snub, may I say. Uh, I want to give some props to him. You didn't get the Pro Bowl this year, but we, we, we recognize what you do, Danny. You're a big part of the team. 
Uh, we'll get you on the show soon. Right, Austin? You're going to be working on that. Um, and I, I guarantee you, I, I want to see him make a Pro Bowl next year. So I'm going to do my part to get him in that damn thing. Uh, but go. I want to give a quick shout out to Danny uh, Trevathan, not Danny Corkin. Uh, but, but you can better, give me a shout out to Danny. There yeah, uh, Danny Corkin on Twitter, Danny Corkin with a C, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, oh. we're going to go ahead and talk. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk uh, Amos uh, and Callahan. Who do you want to have back? I know we all would want them both. Um, I know what I I know who I want. Austin, I want to hear what you, who you want. Is it Callahan or Amos, and why? Uh, well, the cornerback draft is very thin this year. There's not many prospects coming out of college who are solid cornerbacks who are going to be there. In the third round, uh, I want Callahan back first. Um, I I want Callahan and then I want Amos, but I don't think we're gonna have room for Amos. I'm okay with Dion Bush, be a second year in the league. Uh, yes. I like that kid. I like that kid. Um, he's gonna be good outside, uh, opposite of Eddie Jackson, especially a year under uh, under that under his belt. And then we'll have, um, you know, I just I just think Callahan was that difference maker. He was the glue that he was he was for to me. It was like. The difference from the Bears being elite and and great was Bryce Callahan, and he he brought us that slot corner. And you just when he was out there, you couldn't find a, a defense that like you you couldn't find a weakness in the defense. But McManus, as good as he played at the end, uh, you know that that pre- that off coverage he played on the touchdown of Golden Tate to for the win the game for the Eagles, and just a few mis- mishaps here and there. I mean, we can deal without Callahan. But I would still take Callahan because we have McManus, and I, I would rather go with Deion Bush or maybe another safety coming in. Uh, but I, I, I'd rather go Callahan first. Danny? Yeah, I like Callahan. Uh, I liked him all year long. I thought he played really, really well. Uh, real quick note, Danny, I'm sorry. I'm going to take a page from your book and interrupt you real quick. Uh, we, w- we would be able to go cheap with Callahan as well. So uh, with uh, Lynch, with Robert, with Robertson Harris, with all these free agents, we'll be able to sign up. But Callahan, because he's injury prone, we're going to be able to sign him back cheaper. So, Danny, go ahead. Sorry. No, that's kind of what I was going to say. I, and, I, you know, you Sorry. almost kind of feel you – know, no, you're good. Like, I almost – you kind of feel bad for the guy, you know, because he's been playing so hard. Finally got a chance on a good team this year when they made a run. And as he's getting hot, as he's playing probably some of his best ball of his career, as the Bears are playing some of the best ball they've had – they they played in years, uh, he, gets a, he gets an injury and he's out. And that just sucked. And I think, you know, because he's injury prone, we can get him back, take care of the kid – um, and I, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I think when he's in, he's a difference maker. He makes the defense that much better. I think Amos is great. I do like him as well, but I, I don't think he kind of adds the same impact to the D as Callahan does. So if I had to pick one over the other, I'd pick Callahan. And I think just, you know, it was, a, it was a big bummer when he went out. I don't know if it, if it's a, you know, if it changes the trajectory of the season by any means, but, um, he certainly was, you know, him not being on the field, you could tell that presence was lost and, 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 you know, I'd like to see him back. Well, I, I mean, I was going to go Bryce Callahan, so I'm not going to harp, you know, the, the horn or honk the horn three times in a row. But how about sure. this? Let's spend a couple extra bucks and get them both back. OK, it's it's our window. Let's get them both back. Uh, let's spend a little extra. Let's get Robbie back as well. Um, we'll be OK. All right. Now we're going to go right into an interview that Austin uh, set up for us. It's going to be Roy Robertson Harris. Um, he's a good guy. Defensive end. Uh, he has some great insight on Mac Trubisky. Uh, so with that being said, we're going to go ahead and listen right now. All right. What's up, guys? I'm here with uh, Bears defensive end Roy Robertson-Harris. Roy, how's it going? Hey, how you guys doing? Thanks for coming on, man. We're uh, happy to have you. Um, so getting uh, getting right into it, 
Uh, I know uh, you were there with Fox last year, and then, you know, he had Nagy coming in this year. So was there a point of time, maybe in camp, preseason, before the season, or during when you were like, yo, Coach Nagy is going to lead us to something special? Yeah, for sure. Uh, he came in with a, a very good plan. He came in aggressive, uh, you know, which was different. Uh, but, you know, just, just coming in with a plan, and it brought us all together. And, and once he's left, one thing that I did notice once he switched our lockers in the locker room, uh, so now, you know, we're not all by position. You know, we're all next to a different, you know, like wireless offense, defense, offense, defense. And once I saw that, that kind of told me, like, hey, this is, this is you know, what we're not used to, but I think it'll be good. So that was one thing that stood out when he first got there, which I really did like. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say, I'd say that would be the, the one thing that stood out uh, that made a difference when he first came in. Sure. Awesome. Yeah, Roy. So once again, thank you for coming on. We do appreciate it. Uh, last year's defense was extremely fun to watch. With that being said, what was the experience like playing with all those guys like Hicks, Mac? Do you have any fun stories for us to share? Yeah. So you know, with guys, guys like Akeem, guys like you know Khalil, they're elite guys. Been around for a long time. So uh, you know, playing playing abilities. You know, everybody's different, but you know, when you have the experience, you know. Guys are teaching you how to you know, how to watch the tape properly, how to you know different techniques, things like that. So being around the lead guys like that, it'll always help guys, you know, young guys like me just you know, trying to find a role on the team, trying to, you know, make plays on the field. It's it's always good to be around guys like a team that guys like Khalil. Adding on to that, when you guys learned you were landing Khalil Mack, I mean, was there like an excitement amongst the team and like throughout the season, what were you able to uh, take from him leader wise or, you know, is he truly make everyone on the team uh, another level better. Yeah, I mean, he, he comes in, he comes in with a, with a mindset. Um, so, you know, even even if when things aren't going our way or maybe we just gave up a touchdown, you know, he's, he's got the uh, next play mentality, which is really helping me as a pro. Uh, just, you know, move on. If I miss a title, like, hey, move on. We got, you can't think about that. We can't sit there and think, oh, you just missed that time. You missed a tag. Like, just move on and, uh, you, you know, make the next play the next time we get out there. And um, that's one thing, you know, specifically um, when we played Buffalo, um, you know, he, he missed that game. He wasn't able to play with us. But, um, you know, there was a rush where I had, you know, I, I should have had a better rush. I, you know, we're watching we're watching on the sideline all day. And he's like, hey, you know, you can't you can't go out there, you know, try to, try to bull rush you guys. You got to work your hands, you know. You got to work something. And then uh, later on, eventually, I, you know, ended up getting a sack at the end of the game. But, Little things like that is what I really appreciate about Khalil. Um, not you know just being out there, being Khalil, but he's you know he's a leader on the team. He's a guy that's you know there to you know, bring that positive mindset awesome. to the sideline, onto the field. Yeah, Roy. So one of our favorite players on the show is, is Mitchell Trubisky, and I know you were there when he was drafted. You've been, you know, he's been there since 2016. Can you just, you know, explain the development as far as the leadership skills go from Mitch from beginning of draft day to, you know, at the end of this year? What's the change? Is, has there been a huge difference? Um, I wouldn't say there's a big difference. Um, and when he came in, he's obviously playing the backup role, and so he was, you know, very just. You know, very quiet to himself, learning the playbook, learning the team, learning his teammates. Uh, now you can see how he leads the offense. Well, he's our quarterback, and we call him QB1. You call, call him that for a reason. Um, I feel like he is um, the leader of our offense. He 
guys. I love watching this play. I love, I love seeing them run around, you know, making plays starting 18 and he's scrambling around, you know, trying to find an open receiver. He just uses his legs for 20 yards. You know, he, he makes a play. You know, and that's what I love about Mitch. He's, he's going to continue to grow. He's going to continue to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But moving on to the offseason, I know, you know, we lost Vic. Um, Ed Donatello left. So um, just kind of a two-part question here. What are your thoughts on retaining Jay Rogers? Because he did such a great job with you guys this year for the D-line coach. And then how do you feel with Chuck? Have you got a chance to talk to Chuck? And, you know, just, I guess, all-around thoughts on that hire. Um, I, haven't, I haven't spoke with Chuck yet. I know that he's a great coach. Um, I know that he's done well in Indy. And uh, he's done well in, uh, I think it was Baltimore, where he was at previously. Um, but from what I understand, he's a really good coach. Um, I think I think we're going to do, you know, just as well uh, with Chuck as we did with Vic this past year. Um, I think we're only going to continue to get better as a group. Um, Jay, I think, is a really good D-line coach. Um, he's helped me um, develop uh, better skills, moving from the outside, moving uh, inside, playing these tackles. He's been out. now. Um, Jay continues to help me you know, grow as a player and, Also, one thing that, you know, developed this year was Club Dub. It was extremely popular on Twitter, social media. Who is the best dancer in Club Dub, Roy? Uh, Or you can give me the top three. You you can say yourself, too. It's okay. I'll give you guys the top three. Uh, So I definitely got to give it to Tariq for sure. Uh, I say Reek and uh, Anthony Miller. And then... um, uh, I gotta give it to my boy Nick, my boy Nick Williams. I was just with Nick, so I know he's gonna, I know he's gonna listen to this. It's gonna be mad if I don't tell, tell you guys that he was. <laughs> I'm sure so appreciate I gotta, that. I gotta, put, I gotta put him in my top three. For sure. That's all. And then, like, how, like, how was that? You know, because I know it just a win is a, you know, a win in the NFL is awesome. But then being able to celebrate that win with all with you know the group of guys and you guys just being so close, like, how was that? for your motivation and, and just your overall experience this season. And also, after when you're done, will it be back next year? It's a long, it's a long week preparing, and then you get ready for Sundays. But um, just to be able to celebrate whenever you are victorious after a long week. Um, so he's like, look, we're going to put a disco ball in there. We're going to set up all the lights. <laughs> we're going to play some loud music. We're going to have fun. You know, enjoy ourselves. Enjoy each other because you know, we grind with each other all the way from when you report to OTAs, you know, all the way through OTAs, all the way through training camp, like we're, you know, we're banging, we're riding with each other. So to be able to celebrate with each other when you're victorious, you know, that's, that's special, especially we do every time we win. Awesome. <clears throat> so just a few questions about next season. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the team's ceiling here? I mean, I know a lot of Bears fans, like, have, have an idea, but we, you know, obviously we'd like to hear some players. Like, wh- where do you think we go the next, you know, Bears go in the next few years, especially with the defense and, and uh, you know, uh, in terms of, of how far can this team go?
This is my last question for you. Um, this one's just kind of for the young kids who are coming up, the athletes. Um, you've made it to the highest level of your profession. Can you go ahead and give just some advice to any young athlete that's trying to make it to the next level, um, how they can focus, just those type of tips since you've been there, you've done it um, for the young generation? Um, one thing I would definitely say is um, just it's all, it's all mental. Everything is mental. Um, if your mind, if your mind says that you're tired, you're automatically going to be tired. Um, you have to just focus on everything that you're doing. It's a day-to-day thing. Um, don't, don't don't look at the future. Don't look at don't don't look too far into the future. Don't take everything a day at a time. See the hits. Take everything a day at a time. A game at a time. Don't look past an opponent. Um, and just just focus on what you really want. Um, I think that's one thing that one thing that got me where I'm at is just, you know, once I knew that I wanted to get to the NFL, once I knew in my heart, like, hey, this is what I want to do, nothing else mattered. You know, at this point, you know, I was, I was come, when I was coming out of college, you know, starting a family with my wife. So that's, um, that, it's a job, so, you know, I have to take care of my family. Um, but it's all, you know, it's all focused. Yeah. What you want to do, you got to take care of what you got to take care of. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh, we're going to close it out. I'm going to ask you one more question. Um, so, <clears throat> now you're a video game guy. What's your favorite video game? Oh, so right now, right now I've been taking a break because it's been good to me. But I say, I say Red Dead, FIFA, right now, um, I've kind of got off of Fortnite. Uh, I'm obviously not as good as Tariq. You know, everybody knows Tariq. Yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a king of Fortnite in the locker room. But uh, I say Red Dead. I'm just about closing up on Red Dead. And um, I'll get on FIFA um, every now and then with my guys. Um, so those are, those are the top two right now. And then uh, once I finish Red Dead, I'll get back on Spider-Man. I was on Spider-Man for a minute. Ooh. And then Red Dead and then, then, then dropped when I got on Red Dead. But um, I got I to gotta finish Spider-Man. said i'm a huge fifa guy um do you take it pretty seriously do you drop a lot of cash on it or are you kind of just casual who's your, who's your guy who's your team too um i like a lot of different teams i'm not in particularly like hey i like this team uh, i'm a I, i'm a big psg guy i love psg i love watching them play you know they're an all-star team they got a bunch of guys on there um but i think the is probably my favorite player just because every time i play with man you or my play with Belgium, I can I can get if not one but two scores with him. Um, anytime I play with PSG, I score with Cavani a lot. Um, and then everybody knows Neymar is going to get you get you a goal. He's going to get you one of these. Uh, so those are the those are the two teams that I like to roll with. 
that's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, uh, I think we're both big FIFA guys here. But all right, that's all we have. So, uh, Roy, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, we wish you best of luck in the future. What an interview. I say that every single show when we have an interview. But seriously, Roy Robertson Harris, you did a great job. Thank you for coming on the show. Austin, you did a great job with your answer or with your questions. Uh, Danny, wish you could have been there. Which when are we gonna get you on an interview? No, I know. I'm Mr. such a popular over Especially. here. No, I'm such he was a guy. He's on today's show last week, so he's just a busy guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I just I just want to say real quick, Roy, thank you for coming on. And his three three top dancers in the club dub, uh Tariq, Anthony Miller, and uh Nick Williams. So, I mean, that, that's, that's pretty cool. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I assumed when I watched the videos. But let me say this. I do, I do feel bad that I can't make any of those things. Uh, but you guys are clearly better at this. We're just so, putting I just, you on our back and carrying you, Danny. Listen, I hey, you guys, it's Dave's show. Austin's a co-host. I just say I'm a contributor. So I don't take You're any credit. Stop. No. No, I no. say I'm a contributor to the podcast. Uh, you, why, why ruin, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't let me jump in and ask these dumb questions. That'll just ruin the flow of the interview. No, no. Danny, thank you for saying that. Oh, you're so lucky. So on your bio, I've been wanting to bring this up on our next show. It says take share, take share on Doug crew podcast. It was like that for a while. Good job on your part for changing it to the windy city crew podcast link Me? or at, um, I just, I was going to get you. I thought you had it. But Bro, if you don't like, change that to co-host, I'm going to use my cybersecurity uh, skills and break into your Twitter account and change it for you. I mean, my password is like my password for everything. I'm not going to say it out loud. But I no, you don't have to. I'll, I'll find it out myself. That's fine. Listen, here's the deal. <laughs> I am, we're all co-hosts here. Come on. I'm now. a contributor to the podcast. I have made zero interviews. I love all the interviews. That Austin, all, also, just for everyone listening, this is the way it goes. Austin on like Monday will text us, hey, I got so-and-so locked up for this interview. And it's like – no one's been talking about it. No one knows what's happening. And all of a sudden, it's like four hours later, we need to get on get on Skype for this interview. So you would really do kind of throw us for a loop for some of the interview requests. Yeah, and that's I right. Think, I'm well, just you saying. Can't, you can't you, pick and choose. When the, when the guy says this time, you're like, yes, sir. And you get totally, on and you get that totally, show. Totally agree. I'm just saying, you know, bow down to Austin to get up for always getting these guys. I just can't do things that quickly. Uh, anyways, yeah. you got – I just, I just miss you, Danny. I just want to – I want to get you on a show – when we have an interview where you can do it. Cause I want to hear your, your questions. Cause I know you have some good ones. Anyways, let's get back on topic. You guys are off script. So let's go back. We're going to talk Kane's time at the NHL all-star game. Austin hit me with the good stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Kaner had a great all-star game. Uh, he had a great interview with a kid. Some kid interviewed him during, uh, the media day. And he had, he had, he had a really good down to earth discussion with the kid talking about, um, his favorite player he likes playing with and just being an all around great guy. Uh, he also talked about some interesting stuff that we can get into our Temi Panera and the bread man coming back, which I think Chicago would love to see a reunite, uh, reuniting between, uh, our Temi Panarin and Kane. Uh, <laughs> those guys were awesome together when they played together a few years ago. Um, so Kane actually got, brought the central division to the semifinal to the, I'm sorry, the finals of the all-star, um, of the all-star game. And he scored in the semifinals. He scored two goals and an assist. Uh, he didn't score in the championship round, but he had a pretty good day all around. He also competed in the skills competition. Um, and, you know, he's there almost every year. So it's good to see him represent the Blackhawks in a pretty disappointing season, which hopefully they can bring it back with um, their new coach. Uh, and then, um, yeah, hoping they can sneak into a spot. And, you know, the play, the Blackhawks in the playoffs are always dangerous. So uh, we'll see what happens with, with those guys. And hopefully they can heat up. They got talent. They got the talent. But, you know, it's it's all depending on – we got some uh, front office issues in 
hockey and and basketball in Chicago. Yeah, so. I mean, but what? shout out to Chicago fans for going to, to the Blackhawks games. They sell out every single every time. Game. Bulls, uh, Blackhawks, Bears. Yep. Danny, what were you saying? I was gonna say, what is it with the Chicago team's front office? Like what? Like, you know, like oh, man. Quinville just won three cups. And he lost a couple of games. Bowman was Bowman was saving his ass. He's the second winningest coach of all time. I don't right. understand that shit at all. He should right. not be fired. So we got Stan Bowman running the Blackhawks. Then we got these boneheads in Gar and Pax running the Bulls. And it's like, just God, you know, so like dumb. figure it out. Like Kane, it's like Ryan Pace and then Bowman. Well, I mean, Ryan honestly, Pace was honestly, on the hot seat for a while. Well, also the Bears weren't in a you know I mean until Ryan Pace got here and started to make some changes. I mean it's taken a couple of years, you know. So like the, it's crazy to think now that the Bears are like the premier team in the city. The Bears and the Cubs, right? Like you know, ten years ago that was the yeah. exact opposite. Yeah, how crazy it so, was. You know, so it's just like the the Bulls and Blackhawks, the Blackhawks specifically. I mean, Kane's awesome. Like I love Patrick Kane. I think he's one of the top. Uh, what he's got seventy one points this year in the league. Like he's he's All on the, the top. He's awesome. Like, and he's fun to watch. He's, he's still really fun to watch. So I don't watch 31, really black man. Game. God, he's 31. Jesus. Like, that's a, it's crazy. funny when they, when they showed some of the kids, 30 or 31. You know, the first, his first all-star game appearance, they think, I think Instagram, the Blackhawks tweeted or posted out some, uh, some pictures of his first, uh, first all-star game. And it's like, he looks like a baby. He looks like he's like a 16 year old kid. And I, you know, he wasn't too much older than that, but, um, he's really fun to watch. I don't watch as many games as I used to just because they stink. Um, it's a stretch to think they're going to make a run here, but you know, who knows? Anything can happen, I suppose. But, um, yeah, yeah that's, far, they're not that's, as far off as you think. Anything can happen except for in hockey. Um, that's no, I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, I was going to lead that into something, uh, but I cannot remember. Um, it was had to something to do with the bulls. So are we talk? are we well, going to start talking about, uh, Stan Van Gundy SVG? Now, let's go there. So Stan, yeah, Stan was talking with uh, like he was on someone, a Chicago podcast or radio or something, and he talked about how Chicago's front office doesn't respect their coaches and how players, coaches, anyone, they don't want to play for Chicago right now. And I think that's crazy. It speaks volumes, and it also is crazy how you know you have a team who won six championships in the 90s and is, is as storied as the Bulls, and you have a homegrown Anthony Davis who doesn't want to come back and play. So – we have a lot of problems. Boo boo. Well, we have a lot of problems that need to be addressed, and uh, it's 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 troubling in Chicago because we're not going to want anyone to come play with us. So uh, we're not going to get people unless we draft them. So Here, it, uh, here's what the Chicago Bulls organization needs: uh, it needs those two to resign, you know, either politely or just you know, hey, I'm leaving, and then let's bring in a young guy, kind of like a Ryan Pace type guy who has that charisma that's going to get the Chicago team back on track. Um, and we can even lead into the Anthony Davis, uh, since he is, you know, on the trading block, he's requested a trade via the NBA and was fined a huge $50,000 fine, um, for tampering. Um, so I mean, uh, let's, let's maybe make a GoFundMe for Anthony Davis so we can get that money back. That's a huge fine from his salary. But with that being said, you're kidding, right? It was a joke. Yes. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Um, yeah, seriously. Um, it's a joke that they find him only 50,000. But anyways, with that being said, a movement in the NBA is a great thing. Um, I like it. It keeps it interesting. I like to see stars collaborate. So with that being said, where do you guys think he's going to end up? Do you think he's going to be in LA with LeBron? Uh, maybe this, I mean, the Celtics can't trade for him yet. Maybe the Knicks who are a dark horse, Danny, what are your thoughts on, on AD? 
so it's interesting. I, I think the NBA is like so fascinating how it's really kind of evolved into like, you know, the, the big three, you got to have three, three all-stars really on your team to compete. And, 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 and they're all friends. They're all buds. You see them at the all-star weekend, you see them in the off season, hanging out together. Um, it, it's made this big shift and it makes it, you know, it, it, the drama is pretty interesting. I, I don't know. First of all, him not wanting to play in Chicago is just a big hit to the city. And I think that if anything's going to make, um, an impact on Gar and Pax's future with the Bulls, it should be something like this, right? Where one of the, one of the best players in the league homegrown from Chicago basically has come out and said, I don't want to play in my hometown. That's that, that's a big thing, and 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 SVG. I mean, Stephen Gundy is totally right about that. Like, no one wants to play for these guys. No one wants to play for the Bulls. Why would you want to play for the Bulls right now? They're 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 not on national TV. They don't get any. They you know they they got yanked from the Christmas Day games uh, a couple years ago, and, and 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 they treat their players and coaches like shit. So, totally get that. You know, I I I want to say he's going to go to LA, but at the same time, like I don't know what LA can give up for him, right? Like, yeah, you can give Lonzo, you can give, um, Ingram, you can give Kuzma, you know, they're not going to have a really top, you know, they're not going to have a high draft pick because they're going to be good this year. They're going to make the playoffs and make a run because they have LeBron. So, you know, like do the Pelicans really want Ingram and Lonzo for Anthony Davis? Like that's huge. Well, you throw in some picks. Yeah, but the picks aren't going to be very good because the Lakers are good. Like That's why everyone's like the, the Bulls should make a run. Like The Bulls should try and give like a marketing in. And oh, my God. They should. If, if no, the, Bull, if the gonna... Bulls – listen, let me finish. If the Bulls honestly want to make a run at Anthony Davis, I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they will. I'm saying they could. They probably have the best package deal. Listen, hear me out. I'm not saying again that this they're going to do this, but you package marketing, you package Levine, and you package their. Bro, what? Do you want us to just? Why don't we just give them the whole fucking team? Give us, give us Cameron because Payne he, back, and he, we'll just do Chris Dunn, Cameron Payne. Why don't we just fucking do that and bring everyone else from the because D-League? he's Anthony Davis. No, it would be a number what, one pick. It would be a number one pick, and it would be Chris Dunn. That's what. That's I'm telling no, you. That's nothing more. Not. No, we're not doing Absolutely. Lori marketing and Zach Levine. Listen, Come on, Dan. Hold on. You guys are keep interrupting me. You're, you're pulling a me on our show. What I'm saying to you is that that's what it's going to take to get Anthony Davis. The Pelicans aren't just going to give him up because we're going to give him Chris Dunn, who sucks, and a third and a third pick. Or if, Right. It's a lottery. So we don't know if the Bulls are going to get the number one over, overall draft pick, right? We, they, we don't know until they get into the lottery and they and they pull out the Bulls, Bulls ball. So what I'm saying is that Anthony Davis is, is, is that good where you're going to need – some package like that. And I don't think the Lakers have it. I don't think Boston has it yet. Maybe the Lakers do. I don't know. But the Danny, the, the, the Bulls would have to do something. Like, I'm not saying they're going to or they will. I'm just saying that that's what it would take to get him. And that's why it's not going to happen because you're not going to give up Markkinen or Levine. And, and they won't take Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn sucks. Bro, in one of the highest rated drafts in a while, it's going to be a first our first round pick. It's going to be Chris Dunn and it's going to be – Someone else. It's not going to be. It wouldn't be marketing. But I will, Dave, let's hear it, man. You got your shades hold on, hold on. on. Hold on. Before before Dave the, uh, with the new shades gets on, I will give you Austin a hundred dollars if the Bulls trade Chris Dunn and their draft pick for Anthony Davis. If that trade actually happens, I'll give you hundred. Never happen, okay. Danny. Okay. I, you know why I put the shades on? He's, he's not coming. He, to, he's not coming to Chicago. I so, put these, I mean, uh, these shades on. Uh, because I, I need to investigate. I need to I need to figure out what is going on in your life that would make you say something like you just said. Why would you want to give Hold up Laurie, Mark, 
I don't even know how to say his last name, but Laurie, for AD and all those people you're saying. And then this this pick, this pick that we've been talking about the last couple shows is, is who? Is we, who? I, is well, Zion, okay? So you want Zion. You don't. Yeah. Big plot twist. With that being said, I want Zion now because there was okay. a guy called Lonzo Ball who said, I do not want to play for the Pelicans because they're trash and their city is horrible. I'd rather go to Chicago. That's paraphrasing, but I think that's what he said to an extent. So he wants to play in Chicago or New York, but most likely Chicago. I say, let's do this. Let's give up Chris Dunn and maybe some other type of player um, and maybe a pick, not the first round pick, you know, of course, but with that being said, we get Lonzo, we can maybe get Chris Dunn out of there as well. Um, And then guess what? Let's trade Wendell, maybe even keep him, but we can maybe trade him for an asset or two, right? Then we get Zion Williamson to go with Lonzo Ball, Laurie, get a couple more shooters, and guess what? The Bulls are back on the map. They may be even be even like an eighth seed in the, in the Eastern Stop. Conference. Stop. Hold on. Uh, the worst teams this year. Which you get a third year of Laurie, who's going to be even better. And then you get Zion, who who you guys said was Wait, what are you they're talking saying next year. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get that. I think they're keeping Jim so that we can get the first the first draft pick. Oh, see, now I'm not that crazy. See, I told you, Zion. You get Zion, and guess what? You're 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 probably vying for the playoffs. Maybe a seventh I or eighth, depending well, I how great. Play- I hope they'd make the playoffs. Ryan, Ryan, if you the top could, eight. Ryan, if you could find sound bits last week from uh, David, two weeks ago from David, totally shitting on Zion, I'd love play to play it in here right Just now. Play it back. <laughs> I'm so against this Zion. Tank for Zion. No, I don't want Zion. No, I don't want Zion. No, I don't want Zion. He's going to be Anthony Bennett all over again. I agree. It would sound ridiculous, but I didn't. The <laughs> AD was not being traded, and Lonzo did not say he wanted to be here. I like Lonzo. I don't like his father. His father talks too much, but I like Lonzo. Lonzo as a player, as a, as a potential all-star. I don't care about. I would rather him be not humble. I like my athletes and my all stars. Oh, I like my I like okay. humbleness in Chicago. Would I rather have Mitchell Trubisky's personality or Baker Mayfield's? I'm taking Baker 24 seven, 365 days a week. I'm with uh, you on that. Um, I'm taking. That's Derek how I like my That's how I like my all stars in the NBA. Okay. Um, but anyways, I wanna, yeah. I, I want to come back. I I do appreciate this, Austin. We're cutting you off because you're just out of this conversation at this point. I I do agree that. You could package up Wendell for someone. I don't think Laurie Markkinen is as good as you guys say he is. Prove me wrong in the next couple of years, but I don't think he's as good as you guys think he is. I was just saying, all I was saying, and 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 I think while you were you were talking, Austin tweeted out that I had a hot take. My hot take is not a hot take. It's just what I think it would what it would take for the Bulls to get Anthony Davis to come to Chicago when he says I don't want to come to Chicago would be a sick, crazy package. That's all I was saying. I'm not saying it's going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. I think Anthony Davis will probably go to the Lakers and they'll figure out a way because, you know, he wants to be play. He wants to play for a contender. I think he's got, what, a year and a half left on his uh, on that deal. So he'd get a year and a half with LeBron to win something. Could happen. All I right. Just, that's all, so, I, that's all I, I just want to clarify that take was that all I was saying is that if it did happen, it would take something like that to get this guy over there. Putting you on the spot, Danny, since you want to call, say that Laurie's not that good. Am I saying that? Laurie? Laurie? Laurie Martin. Exactly. You don't even Laurie. know his name. 
uh, I'm not good with names. We established that earlier in the podcast. That's also okay? a good point. Um, so don't 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 try to label me with that. Okay. With that being said, Daniel, um, how many points is he averaging a game this year? Lori, I don't yes. know, like eighteen. Eighteen. Well, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> they they've won eleven games. He's they he's suck. A, Danny, Danny, if you give the Bulls a better oh, coach, Danny, they'd have twenty five to thirty wins right now, no, and he would have twenty five points a game right, because that a good coach would get you those extra seven. So he is averaging seventeen point two points per game. How about that guess? Shooting about fifty percent, about forty three percent. That's pretty close to fifty if you round up. Uh, Seven point eight rebounds a game. Um, and basically one assist. That's pretty good. In his rookie year, he was 15.2 points a game, 7.5 rebounds. So he was almost a, a double-double machine. Next year, he will be a double-double. He'll be 20 and 10. What's the Book most it. important stat in sports? Wins. Yep. And how many wins point. have they had? Yes. So even though if he's, he's – yeah, he's collecting rebounds in garbage time. Good for him. Like, I'm, like I, I know he's a decent player. He's not top – I don't know, what, top 100? In the league, like if he's yeah. really, if no, he's really, no. really good, they'd be well, winning no, more games. He is top 100. I'm yeah, sorry, he's top 100. He's top 50. Yeah, I just, top said, 50. I just he's okay. top, top I 25. Shit, I don't know. Top 30. Danny, Danny, there's 150 start NBA starters in the league. He's top 75. At, no, he's so I'm, he's top 50. Okay, top, top 50. Top 50. Fine, but top, but top he's 30. He's led that team to how many wins? I'll take Laurie over Jimmy. Yep, I would. Uh, That's nah, that, that's weird because you like your athletes nice and nice and cocky and and yep. and Jimmy that's another Buffett. guy. He started oh. humble and now he's cocky. Laurie, Laurie is a cocky. He's he's sneaky. He's sneaky. I've, Have you seen I've, him do this? He's the finisher. The finisher. I've the, said my piece finisher. on Laurie. I don't think he, he. I don't think he's as good as you guys say he is. And I think the wins, Danny. the win, the win and losses uh, tell the story there. Danny, making yep, you bet. You ready for this? Yes. Well, we're, it's on the record, right? Laurie Marketing will be an all-star next year. So um, we're going to make a bet. If he isn't an all-star, um, I will buy you uh, a St. Louis Cardinals jersey of your hey. choice. Okay. Right. If he is, you buy me a Laurie Marketing jersey. I will gladly buy you. Okay. Yeah, listen, if he's I, an all-star or not. He might be an all-star next year. He, he might. And, and, and that doesn't mean he's now, really, really That bet good. is barring no injuries. He can't yeah. have a big injury. Okay. That's that's on the table. I'll it's there. It that's All a right. friendly bet. Um, bet. Awesome, awesome. So, anyways, I mean, that's the AD trade. Austin, where do you think he's going? We didn't really get your take on that. Uh, real quick, I just think he's going to LA. I mean, I don't think anything crazy. Um, LA or, or Boston or he's not going to New York. Uh, they suck. If he goes to New York, that's a huge slap in the face to Chicago. So uh, the only I think the only reason he would go to New York and I read about this and it, it actually makes sense would be that he would be able to convince Durant in the offseason to come to New York next year. So that would be Chris Stapps, uh, A.D. and Durant in New York. That'd be your, I mean, you need three, right? You need the big three. So that was what, I that, like that, Kevin Knox and Porzingis over there. They're, 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 they're dropping some NBA knowledge. Yeah, oh, you don't you, whoa, you don't like right. that. Yeah. Fun fact, <laughs> NBA was my first love. Shout out to Derrick Rose and that that thing coming out, his uh Did documentary. Oh, I'm so oh, hyped for that. Oh, oh, that's gonna four be so times. Good. I got when, should, when Joakim Noah started talking, I fucking yeah. erected. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, I could not believe that's a big word. But um erected yes. is not a big word. Well, the way I used it. 
<laughs> the way you used it. What? Did... <laughs> I love this pod, dude. Oh, Anyways, uh, yeah, I, basketball was my first love back in the Jeremy Lin when he went crazy, mellow. I mean, we'll talk about Ronnie Brewer. Remember okay, him? But what about what about the Kirk Heinrich days? I mean, I remember going to Bulls games and they sucked yeah. with Kirk Heinrich. Yeah, I, I was a little. I was. Ben uh, Gordon. I remember Ben Gordon. Well, I remember that uh, Celtics season or Celtics series. That's kind of when I started to really you know, watch, watch. Um, but yeah, man, really, really, really disappointing. I'm really excited about that. Derek Rose documentary. Um, I really want to Bulls fans shit on him. I'm really, it's like, it's like, it's like one of those times, like, like Steve Bartman thing too, when you're kind of embarrassed to be a, a Chicago well, fan people just shit on people for no reason. And Derek's documentary, it says, even Joe said, you need to speak up. It's about time you, you spoke up. You know, because he does, he doesn't say much to us. You know, he he he's very quiet, reserved. Even in the injury, and even in the trade, he had very little sound bites. He was not very active with us. He's just kind of that. That's type. Of, that's type of. That's well, he kind of he kind of he kind of um, threw Chicago under the bus when he left. Yeah. But I was ready for him to go. He was taken up. Or he took up so much. You know, salary. He took up so many years of. Uh, you know, the Bulls basketball, and he kind of set the franchise back because the franchise signed him. They put the pieces around him, you know, and they're ready to make a run for the next seven, eight years. And unfortunate, yes, his knees gave out and he couldn't play anymore, except for this year. He's having a resurgence, I guess. Um, but anyways, just sad. I'm really excited about the documentary. Now we're going to go ahead and uh, I believe go into. Let's Hold see. on really quick. Um, anyone that's listening to this podcast, which is probably thousands of you, we would love to hear on Twitter what your take is of Laurie Markkinen. Like, I would love to know what the that poll uh, is coming out later today. I just would like to know. Like, am I totally off base thinking that he's not that good and that in that he can't help win? You know, make you know help this team be good. Like, you remind I, me. You remind me of my wife when she tries to talk sports, Danny. When you talk, oh, about I'm not. That's that how bad. bad it is, Danny. He's so just, good, man. I just don't think he's. I think if he was, so, that, I think. Hold on. I think if he was so good, they'd win more games. That's so my. Zach Zach Levine just said uh, this was this just got tweeted out from Daniel Greenberg. I've got like a no trade thing for my first year. I'll be in Chicago for at least this year. I think he's he's going after Who? this year. Zach Levine. If we can hold him this year and also get a good pick and get a new coach. But otherwise, Zach Levine's our superstar. He's our best player on our team. 100%. I mean, he, 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 and now he's we're a talking superstar. About, we're, we're talking a lot about the Bulls, but he had some. He's he's had some really interesting post game comments after the games. About, I don't blame like, him. It's no, awful to play there. That dude just wants to win, and I love that about him. Like he just wants to win. Like he he he's made a few comments. I think it was last week. He he's not he's, true. He, you what? He, he, no, my. He's been had. He's had some comments that this is true, that uh, he just said like, you know, I don't know why we're losing like we are now. Like we weren't losing this bad earlier in the season. Like it's just it's clearly a dig on Boylan. It's clearly a dig on the front office that like we shouldn't be losing this many games and we shouldn't be losing this badly. Well, they Boylan's making professionals run suicides. It makes I know. No sense. I know. So I think it's Zach, it's Zach Levine is not that good. If he was good. Oh he would be helping this team win games because he has some. So why isn't Laurie Markin in that? You guys can write I, I back know. to Danny's. Zach Levine's not that good. It's Laurie that is that is good, that is carrying this team that actually wants to win. Zach just cares about the money and dunk contest trophies. That's all he cares about, and that's, that's all he will care about. He's, he's just going to be another – he's almost like a – I like Kyle Kuzma actually. He's like a Brandon Ingram where he has potential. 
but he's just never going to make it. He's That's never going to make that next he's stop. He's got 23 points a game. Because he's on a bad team. He's got more points a game than Laurie. Then, okay, wow. Uh, he does. Wow. Stat- that's stats. You're throwing stats at me. I don't like stats. I don't use stats for my arguments. Okay. All right. We got to get off this topic. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I really just don't like Zach Levine, in my opinion. He, he rubs me the wrong way. I think it's his, his five o'clock shadow, to be honest. But we'll get on to a new topic. Um, baseball. You know, that's fun. Harper oh and Machado are still on side. So yeah, this is going to be quick. Right this is going to be quick. I, we, we've had this take the last two episodes. This is the third now where – it is so boring. They got to figure this out. I, I, you know, I think the report came out Monday that Harper was going to sign with the Phillies. It's now Wednesday. I have the nope. Phillies. Uh, he's going to go to the Phillies. It, but like, then just do it. Like, Why just not? sign. Machado sitting on a hundred seventy-five million dollar contract with the White Sox. Like, what's going to change, buddy? Just sign and get ready. Spring training starts in like a month. I think that is kind of a low ball when it comes to one seventy. No, it's a big time low ball because no one else is offering. Because no one else is offering anything. Like this is I the say value. Go, I say why not just go two twenty five, get it over with, sign them. I mean, you know, some, I, I, it's something has to give. Like these guys, it's just it is such a boring off season. Just pick a team, be on that. Well, team. Machado's meeting with San Diego because San Diego just came in the picture now too. So it's uh, it's a mess. Good. Every cool. week we should just go have Machado and Harper signed and collectively no, and then move on to the next segment. There was a report. There was a report um, on Twitter. Don't know if it's highly accurate. I just saw it on my timeline that had a lot of uh, uh, gas to it. Um, and it said that Harper was waiting to make a decision. He was um, going back around to the Cubs to talk with the Cubs one last time. I did see so, that too, but that's – I saw that, but here's the thing. I don't want him. Like I said, I, I think you, Darvish, is going to have such a big impact this year. He's going to go and return back to being an ace. He, I think the Cubs are going to win a hundred plus games and they're going to win the world series and they're going to remain, they're going to, they're going to win a world series again. And they're going to be right back on track to that, for that dynasty talk. We're going to make Paul Goldschmidt our bitch. Oh my. This is why Uh, we don't like Cubs fans because you guys say shit like that. What did I say? I was being nice. Austin. Okay. (laughs) Who's your guys, who's your guys starting shortstop right now? Probably, uh, Javi. Javi's going to be starting. Javi will be playing I mean, shortstop. Where's Addison? Where's no, Addison? David Bodie. David Bodie. He's David Bodie's base. at second. No, second. He'll be at second. He's moving second base? He played, he's played, he played second last year. So Addison Russell's just like on the bench. Well, he's got to. He he's might like, play. I don't know what they're going to do with him. He's getting help right he's, now. He's suspended, right? I don't. I honestly don't know what he's doing. I uh, they, They're having him back, so he might play. And then uh, Chris Bryant, but they're going to need a place for David Bodie because he got Kyle Schwarber and um, – Albert Armora and Jason Hayward, who hopefully his fixes his Albert swing. Albert Armora is super young, by the way, and I think he's going to be a very good player. He's I really a hell do of think an outfielder. That, I, I think he's going to get the bat, you know, together this year. I think he's going to be a surprise. I think KB goes back to his MVP type ways. Um, I think well, it's going to be a good overall We won year. what ninety five games last year. KB was hurt. You Darvish was out for the year. Uh, all the mishaps we had, all the injuries, and yep. The Brewers and if you add all that together. Yeah. And the Brewers had like everything go right for them. Cubs win 107 games. There it so is. That's, the, uh, okay. that's a lot. Uh, the uh, that's, that's you Darvish effect right there. And KB at MVP type level. I don't disagree with you guys. I've always said the Cubs are really good, and I I, I probably had more faith in the Cubs than you guys have had in the offseason. But uh, 
the I think some you know, whoever does the projections for the year, it wasn't Vegas. It was like the Cubs at eighty nine and the Cardinals at eighty eight and the Brewers at eighty four, which really surprised me because what? I don't yeah. Cardinals are gonna be pretty good. Well, but no, I, 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 I was like surprised the- I was surprised by the Brewers being that far behind. The Reds are actually gonna be pretty good this the NL Central is gonna be a really fun division to watch, especially Spicy. if the Pirates can kind of figure some things out. But the Reds made some good offseason moves. Wait. The Brewers didn't do very much, but you know, they have everyone coming back from last year. So between the Cubs, uh, Brewers, Cardinals, and Reds, it should be a pretty fun division to watch. That that was Vegas's prediction for wins. It, I don't think it, I don't think it was or, Vegas. It, it was I, 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 I don't I didn't I'm, I'm not really a, a source cider. It was on yeah. Twitter, but it was it was something it was uh, Cubs cards. I want to say Reds and Brewers in that order. Uh, I love so. I love when people get all mad when you don't source somebody like I'll be tweeting something and they'll be in my mentions or in my DMs like crucifying me like I just, you know, made a crucial mistake and I should go to jail. Just well, get over I mean, yourself. If, if, if it is their content, wouldn't you want? Yeah, it's you know, not credit? no, no. It's not even their content. That's the funny thing. They're all just upset. Uh, and then, anyways, we'll get out. That's a whole different topic. Uh, I love Twitter. Love you, Twitter trolls. This is going to be a fun part of the show. We're going to close it up with just a special guest, uh, a fan of the show. Uh, his name's Julian. You can follow him at uh, Washed Up Dryer. That is no joke. That is for real. His Twitter handle. Uh, very creative. Danny really likes it. Julian, what's up? <laughs> Uh, nothing much. Just really happy to be part of the show uh, today. That's pretty much Appreciate it. it. Well, how, how we're going to end this one is we're going to talk the Super Bowl. We got Jared Goff versus the GOAT himself, Tom Brady. Um, we're going to kind of just talk about the, the storylines. Uh, Julian, do you want to see Tom Brady win again, or do you want to see the Rams, the Bears destroyed this year, end up actually winning? <laughs> who's, your, who's your pick? Well, I mean, for me, I feel like because of the no call with the Rams and the Saints, I feel like the Rams kind of got there a little unfairly. I mean, it's not their fault. It's kind of the refs. But I feel like this is one of the worst Super Bowls we've had. And I know there's a lot of bandwagon Rams fans. You can say that about the Pats, too. But I definitely think the Pats are going to come away with this one. Tom Brady gets another one. Tom Brady gets another one. Yeah, I I agree. I I mean, I I don't think the Rams are very good. I think – I don't think – I mean – it's crazy to see all of the uh, the people tweeting about the the Patriots being underdogs. Austin, I know you have a, oh a few God. takes on that. Oh, oh Jesus, your fucking Twitter feed is all about uh, them being underdogs. I, I just I I think um, I, I think like this is kind of Brady's year, and I think like it's it's going to take a lot for the Rams to pull this off. Um, not saying they can't do it. I don't. Uh, I just don't see it happening. What really breaks my heart though was that the Bears crushed the Rams. The Bears should have beat the Patriots. And so in retrospect, looking back at the season, it just really bums me out knowing that the Bears probably in this scenario could pull this out. Um, and that's how I always go back to the Bears. But I, I'm going to go Patriots. I, I just I think Belichick and, and I think Brady are going to are going to, you know, have a pretty masterful game. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, probably in the 20s and teens. Um, I just you know, I, I think the Rams are, are, are you know, kind of up against a, a really tough team right now. And I think the Patriots have a lot of swag and a lot of momentum and I'm going to go Patriots. Mind you Austin. that I mind you that I've been like on fire in my postseason predictions so far. All right. Humble brag. Austin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Patriots super like underdog thing, like I understand it, but then the fans get onto it and I get really annoyed because like I have like a roommate who like is all all about oh Patriots are under so I te- you know I text him and ask him what's going on and he it's just like 
there's no explanation for other than like they need to find be motivated and that's that's my only explanation for this is that they need to be motivated the three analysts that wrote them off um they're minus two they're two and a half hundred point underdogs or sorry two and a half point favorites this weekend so by definition they are not underdogs this is tom brady's ninth super bowl this is uh tom brady was in his 13th uh AFC championship game in 17 years they're not underdogs okay brady's been there he's they nine are times they're not by in stats they're not by the book they're not um uh, st- they doesn't care about stats yeah, here's oh, the that's thing. Right. Austin, Austin, oh, Austin, 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 who has the better quarterback? Tom Brady. But, or I mean the Pats. So I just think overall, the Rams are so talented. They have Nick, the Sue. They have Aaron Donald, who, who I know we saw his picture of him flexing. That was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, looked like Austin for yeah. a second. Um, but it, it just blew my mind that people are so, you know, distraught that the Pats are actually, you know, considered not, you know, I guess in Vegas odds, uh, underdogs. And I really do believe that they are because of the talent that LA Rams have. They went all out in free agency and got these players, um, got these talents for this reason so they can get to the Super Bowl. And they did so. So I think it's, it's not a crazy, you know, ultimatum that the, that the Pats are actually not the favorites to win this, you know? Um, but I mean, that's my take on it. Austin, I'm going to throw it back to you. I know you want it. Yeah. I'm just going to talk about, um, so here's a stat. Dan Marino was what four and O in the Super Bowl? Stats department coming. Well, in here high. I'm just saying this. Dan Marino. <laughs> this is what I want to ask. What? This is what I want to ask. Dan Marino. How many Super Bowls did? did oh, you're talking about. Sorry, no, he never won. I'm talking. Montana. Sorry. Montana. Joe Montana had what four Super Bowls, right? Four and O. Yeah, four for four. Yep. So would you rather be Joe Montana four and O? Okay, who do? You, this is the goat conversation in quarterbacks. Would you rather be four and O or four and five with Tom Brady? Montana never threw a pick in the Super Bowl. Okay. How many has Tom Brady thrown? Montana is Mr. Clutch. He's yeah. the guy. The so, goat. like, 4-0. I mean, this is the same thing with LeBron and, and Jordan. Would you rather go 6-0 and and never reach a Game 7 in the postseason or go to a million, go to a million championships like LeBron and win, like, what, three? Like, I don't – honestly, takes. I want to hear them. Like, Joe Montana. Are we seriously having the GOAT discussion? Okay, uh, Julian, Dave, who's who's the greatest quarterback of all time? Greatest quarterback books? of all time. Oh shit! It's, it's Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky? I, it's yeah, not Mitch Trubisky. Go. Good oh, answer, man. Julian. That's impossible. I can't answer it. No. <laughs> all seriousness, I will say Montana's the goat. I've watched his highlights, and I'm just, I love him. He's the goat. I mean, he's clutch in the playoffs. He never threw a pick. I think he has probably one of the highest passer ratings in the playoffs. Um, like I don't count Nick Foles because it's like four games. Yeah, and like Nick Foles, Foles is so that like was, that incont- was a magical run. It was a magical run. I did not believe in the magic against the Bears. That was just Cardi- Cody Parkey running it. Wait, Trubisky, so, Dave, ended, who's your well, go? Trubisky, it was Trubisky magic. Well, Trubisky magic. technically ended uh, Foles' magic, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. he snuffed yeah. it out in Chicago, but Parkey kind of gave it life again. Good job, Parkey. Um, now, who's my goat? Yeah. Um, well, this is easy. Um, Tom Brady has what five? 
Is it five championships? Four? Four. Four. Oh, I'm no, if he loses, he's, he's yeah. gonna I'm, win. It's gonna Dave, be I'm rare, saying so if he loses, five. who is your goat? If he loses, who is your goat? That's what I'm saying. If he's four and five in the Super Bowl, who's oh, your goat? Win or win or lose, it's Tom Brady. Well, okay. I have another uh, thing about Tom Brady that I'd like to bring up. Remember the season after they went undefeated and Matt Castle replaced him, and they went eleven and five. Mm-hmm. If you go eleven and five with a backup QB, how much does that show that the Pat, like the Patriots, really need Tom Brady? They did not go to the playoffs that year, though. They I'll didn't, but they exactly. still won eleven and five. It's they the didn't system. Go to the playoffs. It's the system, though. It's, it's Bill Belichick as well. So he's That's what I'm saying. Leader. Like Joe Montana did not have a legendary coach when he went to the Super Bowl. I mean, he had a good coach, obviously, but he it was not Bill Belichick. So, you know, you gotta have both sides. You gotta have both sides, uh, defense and offense. And I, I mean, it's four and five. I mean, it's incredible what Tom Brady did, and it's tough to say because we never lived through the Joe Montana era. I don't know. Danny's like. 800 years old, so maybe he did, so uh, I don't know. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm 33 years old, so all of our viewers, uh, I'm not that old. but Weird flex. Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, because he called me 800 years old, and I wanted to win. It was a joke. It was a joke. I know. I know. And it was hilarious. Let Tom Brady <laughs> has more Super Bowl appearances than any other team in the NFL. But who's saying any other quarterback couldn't do that either with the team? Okay, hold on. Let's just talk about this. I mean, yes, he hasn't won every Super Bowl, and that is a credit to, you know, the, you know, whatever happens in, in crazy fucking football games, NFL games. But he's been to more Super Bowls than any other team in the NFL. That is an insane stat. He's been to more Super Bowls. He's been to half of his career in the NFL. He's played in the Super Bowl. You guys, we're Bears fans. We were... So pumped they made the playoffs this year. I like, mean, I just, are we? Are you I, arguing that Tom Brady is the goat? Is that what I you're am. going with? I, I, oh, I, then I, we're I, on the same boat. It's these two that are, are in the, the ocean page. right now. Yes, you and I are on the same page. Like, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. I get Montana, that. Montana, though, that is a good argument. It's an it's an argument. Yes, I'm not, I'm not saying argument. I'm with Montana. I'm not it's saying I'm with good Montana. Argument, but I'm but just saying, you, like, would you rather have four and zero or four and five? That's what I'm saying. How about we go with this? He's Brady's the the greatest modern day quarterback for sure easily yeah, right yeah well, he's the best, i think in my opinion day, he's still the, okay. still the best of all day, time. i want to say probably. 90s 90s and up <laughs> 95 and up maybe yeah you can argue that well, you guys are you guys are all babies so you guys don't really quite i was born in 97 thank you <laughs> i'm a grown man thank you very much julian, julian, when, were you, julian when, when were you born uh 2001 yep jeez wow so i'm gonna go i'm i'm gonna go tom brady as the goat Okay. And it's just now, it's so it's he's 42 years old playing the way he's playing like that is really yeah, really impressive. I agree. I so, mean, kissing kids and slinging balls, he's doing a great job. <laughs> if, I'm just kidding. If, hey, I think he's the goat. I think Mitch, he's the goat. If, if Mitch is doing this when he's 42, you know what I'm saying? Like he's not going to be in the league at 42. Okay, but that's no, not I, you're not going to see another quarterback that old. I mean, and he's after I, Drew Brees, and, and, and he's balling. Like uh, it, this isn't Tom Brady. You know, you know, sk- you know. Sk- skating by or, or 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 lucking out like he is making plays to win games like it's fun to watch him play he's really really good i made a comment i think the last podcast about he's a professional quarterback and you made fun of me but or dave you made fun of me but like he I is because that was such a wild take well you know? he, that, that's why right. like he's just he's just so good and he's so fun to watch yeah and it's 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 fascinating when he has he's a, a good guy too Right. Okay. Let's get back onto the more important conversation. Jared Goff made the Super Bowl. What a joke. Um, so, are we got? Would you rather have Jared Goff 
or or Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, I know this. I know that, we're extremely biased. I, I know we're extremely biased, but <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's super obvious you would take Mitch. You know, potential wise, who's more athletic? Uh, Mitch, who looks yeah. better? Mitch, more potential. The potential is all there. I mean, it's, it's we needed a Rams fan to get on for to be able to you know have that conversation. Um, but I mean, yeah. I, I is is Jared Goff the the worst quarterback to make to to make the Super Bowl in the last what ten years? No, no. ten no. years. It's not Rex Grossman. No, no, ten years though. He, Rex Grossman was before ten years. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, before ten years. Never mind. Ten years, man. I don't. Was Flacco there? Let's go. I think yes. we had yes. Flacco. 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 Flacco was good back then. He was Mr. He had, Playoff. He, had he was Mr. Playoff. playoff. For two yeah. or three years, he was Mr. Playoff. Who, uh, um, let's see here. I'd I'd probably Flacco here. would be the worst, but Flacco wasn't even that bad. Like, at that time, Flacco was considerably elite. Who was the Cardinals quarterback when they went? Was Warner. it Kurt, was it Kurt, Kurt Warner? Warner? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh. Kurt Warner, he's pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, now, um, I, I think that's almost it for the show. Um, do we have any other things we want to talk about? Um, actually, uh, scratch that. We have prop bat, prop bets, bets from Austin. The Super Bowl. Um, Austin, hit me with the good stuff, man. So here's where we're going. We're going for value. We're going for a little bit of fun. Um, here's my talk. It depends on who you're gonna, who you want to win. I'm going to start with the Gatorade splash. If you think the Patriots are going to win, you can guarantee that Bill Belichick's not going to get a Patriots or not going to get a a splash. So you're going to get it about. Uh, it's about like plus. 200 or something along those lines, which is you put in 10 bucks, you win two, you win 20, uh, you win 20, uh, for no splash. So if you think the page are going to win, I will go that way. Otherwise pick your poison, look at historic, um, Gatorade baths and pick your color heads and tails. Cut <laughs> call. I'm going tails. Um, uh, you can go heads. It's been tails the last five Super Bowls, I think I'm just going with my gut on that. Um, national Anthem. I'm going over 108 and a half. Uh, so it's got to be a minute and 49 seconds. Uh, looking at the last 12 Super Bowls, there's been only two people that have been under that. Um, uh, maybe two or three that have been significantly under that. And uh, the, the person who's singing, I can't really remember. It's someone I millennials have never heard of, but she likes to hold her notes. Uh, so I'm going with her. I don't think, uh, <laughs> you know, the I don't, nerves are going to be an issue. I'm going to these never prop heard bets. that. Prop bets. She likes to hold Actually, I don't even she think I know who's singing it. No, like it's, I didn't. it's some. It's someone uh, most most people our age have never heard of her, and um, it's probably going to be embarrassing when the older people listen and, and make fun of us. But um, and then uh, let's see, I've I've got that. I've got Tom Brady throwing a touchdown in the first quarter. It's plus one eighty. It's great value for that. Yeah, take Tom, that, take that. Yeah, I can see Tom driving down the first possession and throwing a a, a quick pass. Um, they're not going to be able to run the ball very much on them. So that's a great value bet. Um, I'm also going to be looking at some other bets, uh, scores in different quarters. Um, I want to stay away from the over. I'm not really sure on how that point spread is going to go. Uh, I would say for the game, I would take Patriots minus two and a half. Um, I think Patriots are going to win the game. Uh, another bet that you want to go value wise, it's like plus 160. I would go first score of the game, a field goal, uh, just for value wise. Um, so yeah, those are my prop bets. And if I have any more, I'll be tweeting them. Um, I'll be tweeting Gladys, them. Gladys Knight. I have that's the it. That's it. Yep. It's gonna be she feel is, like I a, know who that she is, is. She is a she is a she sings with her with her like chest and she like lets that shit loose and she's gonna like she's gonna be long. It's gonna be a long, long national anthem. 
Oh she holds God. her notes, is what Austin Heard said. Here, so Hold Austin, your notes, baby. Yeah. Austin's done Hold some those notes. Yes. Anyways, uh, so with that being said, Julian, thank you for coming on the show. We're going to have you again soon. Um, Austin, Danny, Julian, do you have anything to say before we close the show? I just want to say thanks to Roy. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. It was awesome to hear. Uh, if you ever want to, if you ever change your mind and want to join a PC lobby for Fortnite, let me know. Oh Danny. God. Well, I mean, after that, I can't like keep. You can't video. top that. Well, he's a video gamer, so I, I I don't play video games. I don't know about video games, but yeah, thanks to Roy for coming on. He's awesome. Any bear that we get here, you know, on the show, um, you know, obviously we we, we love the bears. Um, it should be a fun game, though. I mean, honestly, the Super Bowl should be a fun game. I know the commercials and the halftime show and all that crap gets kind of mixed in the mixed into it, but like, it should be a fun game to watch. I'm really excited to watch the game. Uh, I do think the Patriots are going to win. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, again, it's going to kind of break my heart thinking like the Bears could be in this game, and and I and, and I'm still not like over the man, Bears like season. That, man. I'm not. Next I'm not. Year. I'm not over the. And 0, baby. I'm not over the Bears season being done until football is completely done. This is gonna, so. it's, next year. It's going to be similar to 2006. I'm just, I'm just going to say that out there. They're going to go. Uh, they're going to go eight seven or eight zero to start the season. So before yeah. we get to Julian, Julian yeah, did say sixteen and zero. Um, I don't want that because that's just too much pressure in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I think I'll be true. able to. Okay, how about you know, fifteen and one. Be like eighty. I could take that. Yeah, get that W. Oh my god. Jesus. Uh, okay, oh. just for everyone watching. I don't know, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. It's man. flossy. You got to floss. You got to floss. Hold on. I'll give you a little insight on on my on my hips. Hold on. I don't want to see it, Dave. I can't do oh, it, Dave. That's so bad. All right. Dude. Two two things for our viewers listening because you can't there see you what go. I'm seeing right now. Uh, Austin, who's 22, 20, 23, 20, Austin's 23, uh, is flossing as like, he's a 12 year old and yep. Dave is wearing a Nike dry fit outfit. <laughs> like, I don't the know jumpsuit, what the jumpsuit, bro. Jumpsuit. Like, Dude, okay. our to our viewers, to our viewers now, I promise to our viewers, we promise to put our videos on YouTube next year. We have to start doing that. Cause we got, we have some funny stuff entertaining we're not going to use skype shout out to skype you're great but we're going to change it up um anyways i don't know how to floss so if anybody could teach me how to floss just like be like dms or something i've always wanted to do it julian can you floss no no i can't okay i'm terrible i'm the most talented one of the group jesus can we end with can we end with one thing that has nothing to do with with sports yeah go ahead have you guys watched uh, the Fire Festival documentaries so on good. either Netflix or Hulu. No, but I need I to get a, a good laugh. Like, I'm no. sorry. Like, Dave, if you're the only person that's watched it, we shouldn't yeah, get into details. I oh, would, no. I, I, no, well, we can, but, you know, Austin and Julian can't really contribute. So I would Probably. say you, you guys should definitely watch this. It is the most fascinating piece of film. Billy McFarland is, oh, is a, a mad yes. genius. Um, it's, it's just, it's, it's crazy. To watch Instagramming and tweeting about it and not knowing what it was and like following the story a little bit. And then yeah. these things came out. I just watched them. And, and I work in an industry where like we're constantly using influencer stuff and we're talking about influencers and how they can help promote our brands that we work with and things like that. But like it it is it is so good. I know I'm I know we're a bit behind because like they came out a couple weeks ago, but like yeah, if you if you get a chance, you should definitely watch it because it is it is it is crazy and it's unbelievable and it's weird as shit. Absolutely. Austin, we're going to hold that. We're going to talk about it next show. Austin, your homework assignment for next show is to watch the Fire Festival. Yes. Okay. Um, 
Julian, hey. watch it as well just because it's a good yeah. show. It's pretty good. Um, anyways, we're going to end it here. Great show. Thank you, Roy Roberts and Harris, for coming on the show. Austin has one more thing. Austin. I just want to, uh, for all our viewers who also like The Bachelor, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have a Bachelor show. We're going to have a lot of fun. Danny's looking forward to this. Look at him. He's so happy. Oh, my Let's God. Let's go. Me and Dave are pumped. Let's go. Yes. I'm so team Demi. Anyways, like I said, let's end the show. I love Demi. Uh, go ahead and give uh, Julian a follow on Twitter. I think it's a washed up dryer. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, that's right. it, man. Yep. Go ahead and give him a, a, a follow. And thank you for tuning into episode 10. It's uh, double digits. It's a big one for us. Um, thank you for listening. Go ahead and rate and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace.